You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix it back Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful post-national championship morning. Alabama Crimson Tide national champions for the 18th time overall, uh, the sixth time in the last 12 years, and... Is this the greatest moment potentially in Alabama football? I mean, when you start thinking that we just watched the greatest team, the greatest coach, the greatest offense, the greatest half, the greatest wide receiver. I mean, you just keep going and going and greatest running back. I mean, did we did we get a chance to watch all of those things? And then on top of that, we got to top it off and put a little bow on top or a cherry on top with the coolest, the coolest football moment I've seen um, with Lyndon Dickerson coming out uh, and getting a snap. All of those things, man. Just what a night, what a moment, what a memory uh, in, in Alabama football history. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, We'll be talking about we'll be using words like greatest and we'll be using words like redemption and we'll use words like words like dominant, uh, distracted, et cetera, as we move throughout the program. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be a part of the program, to call us at 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa, quality, taste, value under the biggest cactus in town. They do it the right way every day at Taco Casa. Visit one of their locations in Tuscaloosa, Northport, West Alabama, or up in Birmingham off of Lake Shore Drive. Go check them out. Uh, They'll be glad to provide you with great service. Or if you're on one of our social media outlets, please uh, let your thoughts and comments be heard, and we'll bring that into the conversation as well. As we do each and every day, reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, and serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. We're going to be adding D.C., D.C. Capstone Report here 
uh, in the second half. But listen, you still have opportunity. You can call in and talk. Uh, the phone lines remain open even when DC joins us. Uh, he's just a guest host, a co-host on the day he's on the show. So looking forward to to having you as a part of the program. We have uh, Robert from Mobile already uh, lined up and ready to go. Good morning, Robert. How you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, another championship year. Yeah. <laughs> never, never a totally bad year when you get a championship out of it. And I get reminded, like you said, of how close we came to not seeing the greatest Alabama offense, for definitely, in the history of the school, probably the greatest offense in the history of college football because of yeah. uh, the corona cowards who wanted to end had to stop the season and, the, and like the big 10 uh, did but then fortunately everybody stood, the other leagues, other conferences stood up and said now we're going to have it people need it and we can do it and we did it and that was the main thing that was a, I mean, that was a great thing if I had to get one I said my MVP uh, goes to Barmore <laughs> <The guy just, laughs> uh, he balled out big time and that fourth down stop uh, that fourth down stop at the end of the game, the game was over at that point. When he yeah, he, out, okay, this game. Yeah, he played unbelievable, and that would be one of those cases where he he didn't necessarily sack him uh, as much as you know he would have liked, but he harassed him and was he was just he was a game changer up the middle when in the run game and and in the pass rush. So uh, I think we finally saw the complete culmination of what. Christian Barmore could be last night um, when when they just let him go. That 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 seemed like the first time all year where he was just he didn't he wasn't worried about coming out. He wasn't worried about a situational substitution. It was his all night long. I mean, there's just so many great things happened. You know, things to talk about. You know, Devontae, of course, his usual self. Uh, I mean, it's becoming usual for that level of greatness out of Devontae. That's how, <laughs> when that level of great becomes usual, okay, you've transcended any, you transcended, son. You're not just a, a great player. You have, you have transcended. <laughs> and that's yeah. what he's done. Yeah, well, you, when you win MVP, uh, as C.J. Watson said, uh, ask the question, how dominant was Smitty? Uh, when you win the offensive player of the game, set records for the national championship game, and you only played a half, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are clearly, clearly the, the uh, uh, one of the more dominant players in the history. Robert. I just like I said, man, you, 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 when you start talking about greatest, uh, you kind of have have to to to, to say team, coach, re- position wise, receiver, uh, running back. You know, right? All three of those guys had had the best seasons ever. We saw the best half uh, possibly ever, uh, and 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 it just it was just the only thing they only time they weren't perfect was when there was only what forty nine seconds when we got the ball. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and I think we would have scored on that one had they not called offsides on us. Yeah, which I'm still looking for, and somehow they missed a pass interference that Ohio State committed. I'm still that I'm wondering, okay, how did you not see that? And of course, yeah. the, the only blemish course was the fumble. That that's the only, if it wasn't for the fumble, this game would have been, you know, it was all, it was over at halftime. We would have known it was over at halftime <laughs> if it wasn't right. for the fumble that gave gave right. Ohio State, you know, an extra touchdown. And to give the defense credit, I mean, 
and they played outstanding. That's that was an A minus performance from the defense. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's it's the best defense that can play against teams like Ohio State, and that's what yeah, you want. Yeah. And- you know, and a lot of people are going to say, well, what if what's-his-name hadn't got hurt? Well, you know, that's part of the game. What if Landon Dickerson hadn't got hurt? What if Malachi what Moore if was in the game? <laughs> if, what if Jordan Battle don't get thrown out? I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs that you can throw out here. You know, you have to play with what what whatever brings you to the show. And um, Nick Saban is to be commended for 13 weeks, Robert. Uh he had his team prepared better than anybody else in college football. Uh, you know, so. Right. Hey, you got anything to else to make sure to go? Oh, yeah, real quick. Of course, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, again, <laughs> he's, he's the unlike Lane Kiffin. <laughs> that was a, it was one of his best uh, play calling uh, ever. You know, people say, well, how did you get that open? You watch the play. It was because of the design of the play. They got him yeah. that wide open. Ohio State was an incompetent <laughs> to get over the bodies for that wide open. That play calling got Devontae Smith that wide open. I mean, the guy was just, he was just everybody's coaching out of their minds during that game. And again, we show why Nick Saban is the GOAT. And, and, the, and he's the GOAT for we call him the GOAT for a reason. And there you go. That's the reason. All right, man. Yeah. Roll tide. yeah, thanks, man. Road tight. Absolutely. Man, you know, Sark absolutely. You know, even though he's going to Texas and he'll be hated in 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 short order, uh, what he did for the Alabama Crimson Tide last night was nothing less than magical. Uh, one of the greatest uh, offensive performances ever. Uh, he was locked in and he had his team locked in. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Good hey, morning, there's Pat. nothing to worry about. Why didn't you tell me that yesterday? Uh, well, I, I I tried to tell you that. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be four touchdowns, nothing to worry about, but I just didn't well, think that they could score with Alabama. Oh, yeah, we knew that. But, oh, the fact that they didn't belong, like, oh, that that was, if, like you said, you know, just that the fumble in the first half, had it not been for that, that was equal to back when we beat down Notre Dame in that same field. Oh, you know, I I, I can kick my butt. My uh, my daughter was uh, in law was uh, had me uh, would have bought me a ticket, and my buddies was already down there with a free place to stay. And other than the fact of having to fly down there. That oh hey I should have gone. <laughs> I kicked my butt. It it would have been worth the experience, uh, Pat, because of what all happened last night in in that game from Coach Saban tying Coach Bryant at Alabama, surpassing him in total national champions. I I, I don't think we really grasp um, what we've had the privilege. Uh, to experience over the last 14 years. I, I I mean, I know we say we do and we think we do. We we really don't. I mean... No, no, we, we don't. We and really the, don't. Hey, and you go back to when we won the first one, uh, I was there for the presentation or, or the little uh, the speech that Nick gave after uh, that when he held it up and, and he said, hey, this is not over. Uh 
we're going to do we're going to do more of this. He said, oh, "This is not the end. We, we didn't the take beginning. him at his word, Martin." Yeah, he said. He said, "This is only the beginning." Only the and, beginning. And and, and, and uh, here's here's the interesting part. If you watched last night, Pat, that was not a man that's looking to retire anytime soon. No, no, no. And but he, he, here's my question: Did that beat down to show how bad Ohio State was? Oh, no. what? How much does that winning that national championship help us to get uh, potentially uh, add the number one uh, defensive end in the country to this class? I, I don't know that it shows how bad Ohio State is. It shows how elite Alabama is um, because you know it, it does have impact when you lose a couple starters. I mean, you take Barmore out of the game for us. Just one defensive player. Our defense is totally different. So I get it that Ohio State wasn't uh, as you know stout in the running game, but they played the run pretty well. I, I, uh, it was it was a passing to uh, what you call it that made such a difference. But um, I do think uh, JTT uh, is looking and going. Okay, Nick Saban has told me I'm going to win championships. Uh, and every player that's ever played for him since he's been out has a ring. So if I want to win championships and be guaranteed of it, I may need to roll into Tuscaloosa. So I do think it thinks that helps there. Thanks, Pat. I got to get the how before I get to DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah have you. a blessed day, Martin. Have a blessed day. Hal, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, roll tide road. Listen, uh, here in <laughs> Michigan, um, there's no love lost for, for Ohio State, but I wanted to make None. one point, Mark, and that is, I mean, this adversity of this entire year of COVID and all the, sh- the stuff that we've gone through for the entire year has indirectly motivated this team, it solidified it, made it a one-unit machine that mowed over Ohio State. Yeah. All of this adversity all this year, these guys have gone through a lot. Uh, And and the thing is that uh, it's, it's, it's it's so encouraging to see that this team came to get together as, as one unit, the chemistry was perfect. You couldn't stop Alabama. You couldn't stop them playing an NFL team last night. <laughs> they they were they were definitely clicking on all cylinders, Hal. It was it was something to behold and to think that in a fourteen year period we went into games thinking this team will be lucky to score ten points to last night we were the greatest offense uh in in the history of the sec uh and possibly the nation and uh, a coach has done that almost um in one one life cycle of of athletes in terms of uh the kids who were graduating from his first national championship 
to his last national championship, there are kids who started high school uh, that are finishing that finished in a, in that same time frame. Uh, that he has he's gone from the most dominant defensive coach uh, to uh, one of the most dominant offensive coaches uh, in in terms of philosophy and how he wins. And to me, that's what's so impressive about what Nick Saban has done. And that's why I think Nick Saban, if he chooses to uh, coach long enough, will win two to three more national titles uh, before he gets out of here. Uh, How you got anything else for us before we get to D.C.? That's all. I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, it's it's funny how human nature affects us uh, in, in, in different ways. When you're faced with, a lot of adversity. I, I heard that they spent three to five million dollars on testing alone on the team to keep them safe. Yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, you see Ohio State having COVID issues. We got a. We got. This is a one-team effect. Everybody jumped on board. The healthcare workers at the university. The, the coaches, everybody pitched in to make sure that these players had an opportunity to do what they did last night. It was a complete organization from the the, the lady who cleans the building as a, um, as, as a custodian all the way uh, up to the president uh, of, of the university and the athletic director and everyone in between went into making – this Alabama played 13 games this year. No other team uh, did that, or I don't think any other team could have done that. Only one f- uh, that fulfilled uh, their obligation uh, when they were ready. They were ready every week, and they fulfilled it. Perfect season. Kudos to your Alabama Crimson Tide. 13-0 and national champion. Thanks, Al. Uh, seven national championships for Saban. Did we witness the greatest taking his place last night. We'll talk to DC, DC Capstone, uh, coming back on the other side. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, once again, the Taco Casa hotline is open for business. 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Tuesday morning accident-free as we recover from a late night of football. Just drive carefully, and if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Just like the Crimson Tide last night, the deals at Townsend Nissan will make you say, wow, I'm Captain Ray. Lingering clouds this morning giving way to a partly sunny afternoon. The high today, 50. For tonight, mostly clear with the low at 30. And for tomorrow and Thursday, a warming trend. Partly to mostly sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 53. Thursday's high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
Well, back to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9, South Mark Design, the official outfitter of the Martin Houston Show. Check them out at southmarkdesign.com. It's now time for our weekly catch-up with DC, DC Capstone Report. Good morning, DC. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Martin. How you doing this morning? Doing well. Um, I guess one word backwards and forward that you have to say after last night was, Wow! What a game, what a night, what a moment for the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, and uh, I think a good moment for college football. I agree 100%, Martin. Uh, just fantastic. Wow is a great word, amazing, awesome. You can use all kinds of superlatives to describe the game. And and the greatest of all time is probably uh, the words you need to describe this team and, and different players on the team and that sort of thing. It's just just those superlatives keep rolling off the tongue as you as you describe what you saw last night. I mean, who would have thought uh, that we would have got this season completed in the first place? And uh, everything that I could see, Coach Saban from the top all the way down to the anyone in this team, uh, they bought into the the process of trying to complete this season and and had so much to deal with uh, that I think it really motivated them to try to be the best this year, and I, and I think they were successful. Yeah, it, it absolutely was is an amazing was an amazing run by an amazing team led by an amazing coach uh, who has um, who did did everything you would you would ask for from your coach to to make this season happen. DC, let's talk a little bit about um, those things. It, did we last night um, witness the greatest? coach in college football i don't think without a doubt that we did i think that was probably for uh for debate prior to last night but but uh i think it's definitely uh solidified it i mean you, you don't you don't see that kind of coaching uh, every day and we, we're seeing something that's uh you know uh once in a lifetime type coaching we, we've seen the greats come through and uh, and Coach Saber, we're watching it with our own eyes now. This will go down as history is, is is the best coach ever in the history of college football, not just in Alabama football, uh, but college football. And 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 I think last night, Martin, we saw the completion of something that he's been trying to do since he got here to Alabama. And I think he's you heard him say it in his own words afterwards. And that is, he's been trying to get a team to get all the young men on the team, or the or the majority of the young men on the team, to buy into his process. And I think that this year, he finally got the leadership. He finally got the team uh, the, to buy into the process. And when and you saw last night what happens, no matter what adversity comes your way, if you buy in to the we instead of the me, uh, you will be successful. And now I think this is going to springboard Alabama believe it or not, for greater things to come just because the, the players that come in after this team and sees what, see what this team could do, uh, they'll buy in as well. So I think he finally got reached the, the peak of what he wanted this team to be and any team that he's ever coached to be. Uh, and it turns out to be this, this team bought in. and bought, I'm talking about bought in all the way around. Yeah, the entire team organization uh, was, was on display last night as far as buying into – the process that he talks about. And uh, I, I know as, as coach, it can be tough to have a favorite, but um, 
I've heard him say things like, I love this team. This is, this is what a special group. I think they kind of solidified themselves uh, in that special place in Nick Saban's heart, regardless of he ever says it out loud or not. Um, as we look last night uh, at, at what we watch, watched, um, is, is that the most dominant half of football by, we'll start with just kind of uh, individual play first, uh, by a wide receiver that everyone knows he's going to get the ball, but yet he still played at, at such a high level. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, Martin. I mean, everybody knew that he was the highest winner. Everybody knew he was going to get the ball. Everybody knew they, they were going to throw it to him. Uh, and and that nothing, there's nothing that anybody on the other side of the ball could do to stop it. Not their coaches couldn't scheme for it. Their players couldn't execute for it. There were just times where, now granted, he had a quarterback that probably played the greatest half, maybe the greatest game in quarterback history, putting the ball in areas that only he could catch, but he had to catch the ball. And, uh, you know, that the player on the, number 24 on, on their side who called him out ahead, ahead of time saying, hey, you know who I want to cover? Uh, by the third or fourth series, nobody wanted to cover him. And you could tell it on a few of the plays. Nobody wanted to cover him. Nobody could cover him. Uh, he just put on display. And we're talking about a half. We're not talking about a whole game. We're talking about, <laughs> the, he, wins, he, we're talking about he wins the offensive player of the game in a half. He didn't even have to come out and play the second half. Uh, and, I, and I hate that he got injured. Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be an injury that he'll be able to come back from pretty uh, pretty good and, and, and still maintain his his, uh, his way great wide receiver he is. But still, in that game, that just ex- puts an exclamation point on how great a receiver he is. Now, I said on Twitter last night, and I repeat this for you, I told you on your show, and I caught a lot of grief from some of your listeners, from some of the people in Alabama history, that he is the greatest wide receiver in Alabama football history. And uh, I said last night on Twitter, I-, I was right. He is the greatest, and he showed it on the field last night. And he saw, he caught the eye of others. When you got Patrick Mahomes tweeting about you and LeBron James tweeting about you and Devontae Adams tweeting about you, who are, who are next-level, individual, process-oriented uh, people, uh, you know you've arrived on a stage that, that, that is the greatest. So I, I believe Devontae Smith had the greatest half performance. He had the greatest game performance and didn't even play the whole game. Yeah, that's right. 12, <laughs> 2, 15, and 3. Um, I, I don't know exactly what Potential ligament damage in the tip of that finger, but uh, uh, praying for that young man uh, and, and, and that all recovers and all is well in terms of Devontae Smith. Uh, once again, Najee Harris uh, flashed his greatness as well. Uh, just talk a little bit about what he did in that first half on a couple of his runs and especially that touchdown catch. Well, I mean, there were several runs where he just uh, he willed himself to, to get the yardage. I mean, there was no doubt uh, he couldn't. he wasn't going to be stopped when he got hit. I think there was only one or two plays where he got stopped for lost yardage, but uh, I mean, goodness gracious, they couldn't. The first people there are there. Defensive players are in the right position. They got their hands on him and they couldn't get him down. So those six to seven yard runs that he made uh, just were really good. When he broke the big run, that was that was exciting. But that catch that he made on the wheel route, and, and you and I, we've dissected the wheel route plenty of times. But but uh, Ohio State just couldn't cover him out of the backfield. 
and he adjusted on the play. He caught the ball, and then after catching the ball, had enough uh, concentration to keep to stay in bounds, and then avoid all the tacklers, and then just pretty much punish the last defender on into the end zone. And so, I mean, he he without a doubt had the, had, had a great great game for Alabama. Uh, and and I, I think, as did uh, Mac Jones, the, the big three in this game had a, had a huge game. But none of them could have done what they did if that uh, Joe Moore winning offensive line hadn't have blocked the way they blocked for Alabama. And I, I think that a lot of credit has to go on those fourth downs. Uh, I told you early in the season I thought this was going to be a running game where we'll be able to line up and impose our will on the other team. And on those fourth downs, we saw just that. Uh, we, we moved Alex Featherwood. Got everybody on the right side and just said, hey, we're going to run the ball right here. And you know, Martin, you would have been a running back. If you say, hey, we're going to run it here, they know we're going to run it here, and then we run it there and gain the yardage, that is imposing your will on the other team. And I think we did that last time. Yeah, and I think that what's, that's what separates this team from the prior offenses. Uh, they were great, at equally great at both levels. You you had to pick your poison uh, and, and – and, and try to take something away, but as the course of a game would go, uh, you were not going to be able to take anything away because when you took one away, uh, the other would rise up, and when, then when you try to take that away, they go back to the to the passing game and back and forth. Um, you know, um, it, it, it is absolutely an amazing thing, and one of the things that's been pointed out is um, strength and conditioning. Uh, program and the lack of injuries this year. We'll talk about that and the impact it had on this season. We'll talk about Sark, the dominant performance on uh, defense. Uh, did did Pete Golding get redemption last night? Or are you still wondering? We'll talk about that more right here on the Martin Houston Show as we continue on the other side. Stay tuned for the second half kickoff. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Tuesday morning accident-free as we recover from a late night of football. Just drive carefully, and if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Just like the Crimson Tide last night, the deals at Townsend Nissan will make you say, wow, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their supply. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership 
and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show, man. We got DC, DC Capstone Report in with us. Uh, DC, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you at, sir. Well, you can find me at dccapstonereport.com, a DC uh, Capstone Report Facebook page, or at davidcott50 on Twitter. Uh, we put a podcast up. It's still up and running. You can listen to it. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll probably take a couple of weeks off, and then we'll get into some Alabama basketball coming up. Uh, speaking of Alabama basketball, big win for them this past weekend, 4-0. and uh, they took down the Auburn Tigers in a hard-fought game. Uh, uh, you know, um, I thought the team did extremely well considering the fact that um, Auburn's best player was uh, clear to play literally uh, right before they showed up to play them. So uh, kudos to Nate Oates and his team moving to four and oh. Um Several people uh, talking DC about Najee and only having, you know, 79 yards rushing. Uh, of course, he, you know, he had double. He doubled up uh, virtually on in terms of yardage, uh, being as much of a weapon in the passing game last night as he was in the running game. But uh, um, <laughs> I love uh, CJ Watson said. Uh, I think Najee set the tone early for the game. Even when he didn't get big runs, you could see the Ohio State defense not celebrating stopping him because they had had to work so hard to stop him because uh, it's like they felt they were lucky to have stopped him rather than pumped. It's like they felt with each run he was getting stronger like Henry back in the day. And I think had we needed Najee to, to go for 150, Najee could have. I don't have any doubt about that. I mean, he's got over 150 all-purpose yards. I mean, he did yeah. what Najee does and, and did a great job. We didn't need the running game to have 200 yards last night because, to be honest, Martin, if we'd have wanted if, if we'd have wanted to, uh, we could have had 600, 700 yards in the passing game. It just it was there all night long, not only to Devontae Smith but to others. So, I mean, we, you know, you honestly in the second half we didn't. We didn't uh, attack like we did in the first half, so I think we could have had six, seven hundred yards passing if we wanted to, just because Ohio State couldn't cover any of our wide receivers with the, with the schemes that they were trying to, to do. And I know everybody says this, Martin, but last night it was on display. And, and I think this goes what you were going to the break there. You're talking about our conditioning and our st- our staff. Uh, you know, SEC speed was on display last night. Those plays that went to the pylons on side of the ball, running the players side to side, uh, there was just 
there's no way that the Ohio State players can keep up. And I know they've got elite athletes. They're number two, number three in, in rankings all the time with five-star elite players. But it's the little things that make the difference. And the SEC speed was on was on display for Alabama in quickness and speed last night. And I think you have to credit uh, this Alabama strength and conditioning performance team that came in uh, this year. I think they have to get a nod in, in this in this in this national championship game. I think they they provide the difference in a lot of plays. Yeah, and and the the most amazing thing um, is that they were able to do this in their first year with the program without even having the players around, uh, had to do it remotely. So I cannot wait to see the impact they have uh, once they're able to actually be there with the players during an offseason. So (laughs) it it, it could get even better. And kudos, real quick before we get to Turner in South Carolina, kudos to all of the young wide receivers uh, who had to step up – when Devontae went out, and also kudos to my man Jalen Waddle, um, you know, battling, fighting through. And I know a lot of people are concerned about him hurting and uh, it worse, but they said that he had no risk of doing more damage, but he would be in some pain. Uh, but he fought through it and um, and had a couple, you know, key catches and key moments. So kudos to. Uh, Waddle, uh, as well as the other young wide receivers, and uh, that that stepped up and uh, Bolden getting his first uh, career touchdown. Let's get to Turner Martin, in think, South Carolina. You know, you Turner, you're in with uh, DC Capstone Report and the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, good morning, guys. How are y'all? Doing good, you. Good morning. Uh, roll Tide from South Kakalaki. Yeah, roll tight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the offense did what it was going to do. I mean, Devontae and Mac Jones went off. It was cool to see uh, Waddle get in. It was cool to see Dickerson get in there and do the last few snaps. I thought that really made Dickerson's day, even though he was injured. But I I got to give credit to Pete Gold and, and the defense. Them boys came to play last night, and, you know, last year I was not a Golden fan. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe they need to put Charlie Strong in there because Charlie Strong is a heck of a defensive coordinator, and he's on the staff. But, uh, you know, I'm going to pull that back and say, hey, maybe Golden just, you know, needed some time. And and I I think the defense uh, really came to play in last night's game. DC. I have to give you the uh, the same uh, the same assessment. I believe that Pete Golden did a great job, not only calling the defense, getting the right players in the game at the right time, and leaving the right players in the game at the right time. His decision to leave Barmore in uh, and just let him play proved to be successful. And, and not only that, but the players themselves played with a lot of heart, a lot of intensity. They they have, they've heard the criticism. Uh, and I believe each one of those players played with a little chip on their shoulder defensively last night. And if we don't use, don't lose Jordan Battle, I mean, which I thought it was a, a the, the hit that he, I don't know what else the young man could have done with the with the with the with the. With the uh, I know that's the rule. I don't like the rule, uh, but I don't know what else he could have done with the tight end lowering his head at the time he was lowering his head. He tried to get pad leveled. He couldn't do it because the tight end lowered his right. head. He, I mean, I, I think if we don't lose him. Uh, the defense uh, doesn't give up a couple of those plays on the back end. Uh, but, uh, hey, right. I thought they did a great job. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Well, I'm stoked, and I think, uh, you know, I've always thought 
Saban was the goat before this, but this just solidifies it. I'm, I'm happy, and I'm happy for all those guys that came back. Uh, you know, Najee, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith. I mean, they they could have left. Like you know, people said Mac Jones could have transferred with Bryce Young coming in. But give them guys credit for uh, buying into what Nick Saban does, and 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 I think Nickel. I think Coach Saban will. Uh, you know, he'll he'll probably win a title or two more before it's all said and done. Before he, you know, before he calls it quits. So, but anyways, guys, roll tide. It's a great day and have a good one. Roll tide. Roll tide. Thanks. I agree with what you said, Martin, about that. Them, those three guys coming in: Alex Leatherwood, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris coming back. Uh, it's kudos to Coach Saban in the process, but also it's kudos to those three young men because they didn't just come back; they came back with a mission to make sure that they were leaders on this team that say, hey, if we're coming back, we're not coming in to, coming back to waste a year. We're coming back to win a national championship. And they and they acted like that the entire time, off-season uh, uh, workouts on their own uh, to make sure that they made themselves better, but not only made themselves better, but made everyone else around them better. And great players do that, Mark. Yeah, when you say that uh, you're, you're – Best players are also your hardest working players, your most committed players, and your most bought in players. And they're um, all, you know, first, second round guys that chose to come back. Uh, you're probably going to have a pretty good team. So uh, Nick Saban hit a hit a hit a home run with these guys, but you know he recruited them. So it's not like uh, he he didn't know what he was getting. Um, what what I I would like to see, and I don't begrudge any young man that leaves early when he's ready. Uh, I totally, but I think these young men show what can happen if you come back uh, as well. If you're questionable uh, in terms of that, get you a, a policy that protects you in case of injury, and then come back and have a great season. Let's get to Chuck real quick before we go to break. Chuck, you in with the Martin Houston Show in DC. Uh, DC Capstone Report, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning, guys, and congratulations to you all over there. And, uh, yeah, I watched the game last night. You know, I was, I was looking at how those young men stepped up, and uh, that, that says a lot about that team. I just saw uh, – I was looking at it when, uh, when Devontae Smith went down. I just saw how all those receivers – they had so many receivers. They had, they had some of the ones that didn't, you know, you're, and, uh, and even Jalen Waddle to come in injured. To, to, uh, that, 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 he gave a lot of – he put a lot of heart into it. And also, you know, when I go to ball games and, and watch ball games, I'm a, I was always, you know, I always watch defenses. And uh, I, I had to say the same thing that other colleges said about the defense. Uh, I gave them a chance to jail and to do it against, uh, they were talking about, uh, during the game last night, the, the color announcer was saying that somehow how young the defense is. But what happened, they gave them a time to jail because how many people can do this against Justin Fields? And for the way they contained him last night, there had been any other team playing against him last night. They would have been blown off the field, but uh, but these guys just they hung in there real well, and uh, and I have to uh, you know they've been critical of uh, Pete Golding, but I uh, have to give credit to him last night. Kind of like things just started gelling last night. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. I thought things ahead, started just coming together for the defense last night. I agree. Oh yes, and that, that says a lot about our uh, coach Saban. Coach Saban, he just he's the kind of person that a lot of people say, hey, get rid of get rid of uh, Golding, but. But the thing about it, it's like, he's, like he gives people a chance to give them a chance to bring it together, and and I, and I saw that last night. Yeah, absolutely, Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban feels like Pete Golden is his next Kirby Smart, and he didn't want to go through a bunch of other defensive coordinators 
as he went down the stretch uh, of his coaching career, Chuck. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have to teach the offensive philosophy, uh, so exactly. that doesn't bother him quite as much when he has to change OCs, but he has to teach his defensive philosophy. And I think exactly. he, he was like, I'm going to find a guy that I can teach to mold him him become everything that that I want him to be. Uh, thanks, Chuck. Appreciate it, man. Good right, observation on that care. defense and Pete Golden. Coming back on the other side, we'll put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show. Virgil Williams saying Najee became a man this year. He grew into the player everyone said he could be, and and this is the part that I have to tip tip my hat to uh, because this is the only place I ever struggled with him. It said and became the ultimate teammate as well. Uh, I tip my hat to him, and I'm tipping my hat to Najee Harris as well, a uh, young man who absolutely became everything that everyone in the, uh, that pulls for the Crimson Tide could be proud of. Uh, and congratulations to this team. We'll continue uh, post-game um, review and, uh, of the game. If you want to get in on that conversation, you still have time. 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, things pretty quiet on the roadways on this Tuesday morning. No wrecks or delays so far. But if you do see conditions throughout the morning folks need to hear about, just give us a call. 205-886-8886. Just like the Crimson Tide last night, the deals at Townsend Nissan will make you say, wow, I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning, 5224. I'm a pounded Ohio State in last night's college football national championship game in Miami. Tide coach Nick Saban calls his team special because of all they had to overcome. Played 13 games and went undefeated. With all the disruptions that we had in this season, uh, I think there's quite a bit to write about when it comes to a legacy of a team. It's Alabama's 13th national title in the bowl era, 18 overall. Keep up with local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back in for the fourth quarter of today's show. Man, what a great show. Not enough time. Uh, We'll be talking about this game for some time. Nick Saban saying... Uh, he thinks that there's a lot to write about when it comes to the legacy of a team. 
no team has done more to build that legacy. Uh, as we were going to break, uh, Virgil Williams posted a comment um, about the targeting. I don't disagree with the targeting call. It was textbook. I know it's football, but he lowered his head. Uh, if he keeps his head up, it's a great hit, and he stays in the game. Uh, I, I agree that it's textbook by the rule, D.C., but the the ir- irony of it is the wire, the receiver or the tight end did the exact same thing. I mean – I agree. He, that's he, what – that's my I, – I don't, I don't disagree that it was targeting. I disagree with the rule. If the if – the, I believe if the wide receiver, the running back, the tight end can lower their head, and, and yeah. initiate the contact. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it's not. Let me it's tell a you what would have happened. Rule, you see, and, and you're saying it's there for you're he, saying it's for health reasons, and uh, it's health but, reasons for on both sides. So I yeah. disagree with the rule. I, I think it needs to be changed. I think it needs to be changed to a first time. If it's gonna have, that's going to be the rule. It needs to be first time fifteen yard penalty. You don't get thrown out of the game. Second time you do it, you get thrown out of the game. Just like an unsportsmanlike just like, contact. Just like every other personal foul penalty yeah. or unsportsmanlike penalty. I agree. If you get two of them, I I asked someone. I said I don't know that I've I've seen. I don't think that there's been but a handful of players DC that have gotten more than one targeting in a complete season. Yeah, Much I, less I agree. Than I think that's the reason. That's why you back that rule down. So, uh, but but had he kept his face up like he's supposed to, and that and that that uh, running, I mean that tight end was ducking his head because he knew he was going to get hit. That guy's top of that crown of that guy's helmet would have hit him right in his face mask and probably pushed his neck back and hurt him. Uh, I mean, it's it, I, it is football, and I understand it was textbook, uh, and I think Virgil agrees with us in terms of it was textbook. It should have been called. Uh, and they had to throw it, but the rule needs to be changed uh, to to match either both sides of the ball. I agree, hundred percent, Martin. Um, DC, uh, I'm back. I'm here. Are you there, Martin? Yeah, I'm still. I'm still here. Um, yeah, I, I, you went off there for just a little bit. I, I was want to know if we could just in the final minutes I have, just kind of put this in perspective. You want to put this in perspective just a little bit for this team, I think, uh, of how really great they really are, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you, um, from a defensive side of the ball, how big was what this team did last night, regardless of who was there or not there? I think it was fantastic. It was big. It was huge. I think defensively, we did fan- a, a great job. I think Pete Golden did a great job. I think it was just at the time of the moment for the defense to peak. But I think that about this entire team. You know, I want—I don't think people realize. Your listeners maybe do. The, the, the national media, everybody don't realize what this team went through to get to where they were last night. I call it the greatest team with facts to back it up. At the end of the late last night, after all was said and done, the celebration was going on. I texted a friend of mine who is on the staff, and I said, "Congratulations on a great team win." He respond. His response to me was telltale. He said, "He said thanks so much. This one really." Really, with all we've had to go through this year, this one really, really makes makes it for us. Uh, this never gets old, David. And what he was saying was what they had to go through was the COVID situation. Uh, and I think kudos has to go out to Jeff Allen and his training staff. I mean, goodness gracious, to keep us uh, healthy and to get players back on the field and to keep us healthy in the COVID world and keep us separated, that was a big accomplishment. But not only that, Alabama had to play an all-SEC schedule and when it all the dust settles on this season, you look back, pinning the final rankings 
they will have beaten the number three team, the number four team, the number five team, the number seven team, and the number nine team. And not only beating them, but by an average all year of, of a 19-point margin. Uh, and they scored 50-plus like four times and 40 some other times. So this is, in my opinion, the greatest team ever in the history of college football, certainly in Alabama football. Absolutely. You can't argue with any of those uh, things. And I will give Pete, Pete Golden a shout-out. He didn't have Malachi Moore. Kudos to Brian Branch. He lost um, Jordan Battle, and he still managed to keep that uh, Ohio State passing game in check uh, for the remainder of the game. Uh, kudos to Sark. Um, showing that a man can do more than one thing at a high level at the same time when he's focused and dedicated to doing it the right way. Uh, so we send him off. I uh, just hope he didn't take our entire coaching staff with him. Uh, hey, we closed, D.C. We'll be talking about this. Supposedly we found his replacement already. I'll give you closing thoughts on that uh, as well. Yeah, my understanding is that though it's in the works to hire Bill O'Brien, uh, a former uh, head coach of the Houston Texans, great offensive mind, great schemer, uh, did some great things there with Deshaun Watson. So, you know, I, I think uh, he's a great hire if, he, if that comes to be true. Uh, and I look forward to the next year. We can start talking about next year tomorrow. We got 24 hours on this one, Martin. Then we'll start talking about the next game. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen, I, I on the Bill O'Brien. My hand is just leveled. I don't have a thumbs up or a thumb down. I, I, I think there's some positives and negatives. I think it's about culture and fit. And if Nick Saban believes it works, uh, I think we'll be okay. But we'll we'll assess that once it's official. Thanks, DC. Congratulations for uh, pulling and supporting for the greatest team, the greatest coach, and the greatest group of players in the history of college football. Uh, they did it in a COVID-19 world, and they did it perfectly. Uh, kudos to them. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Enjoy this victory, Martin. All right. For the Martin Houston Show, for DC, DC Capstone Report, Joe Gaither, and all our guests, visitors, chatters, and viewers, we say Roll Tide. And remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not in your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide.